Welcome to the Movies Watch Before You Die podcast. I am your host, Dylan, along with my cousin and co-host, Gab. And today we are talking about a movie that I have nominated as a movie to watch before you die. One that I feel deserves more credit than it has been given. I'm talking about the 1994 film, North. Dylan, I had never heard of this movie prior to you making me watch it. You know, it's a movie that I feel like Zach and I had on video as kids growing up. And I don't remember my first time seeing it. I just remember I watched it a lot. Mm. Like I'm surprised I didn't show you this movie at some point as kids. In between showings of Flipper, apparently. I, I have no recollection. <laughs> yeah, Flipper was always your go-to. Um, I don't remember this at all, even a little bit. I'm excited to hear what you think about it, and I hope you haven't looked into too much about what has been said about it in other places. Dylan, I don't look into anything. That is not my job. I just show up and entertain. Good. Your ignorance is my asset. Um, so, Gab, why don't you do me a favor and tell me what is the movie North about? What's this all been about? What am I working toward? You think you know everything about me, don't you? I die, but you're bottom. I bloody well ought to. The movie North, Dylan, is about a young man who is a, for all intents and purposes, perfect child who is ignored by his parents. And so he um, is legally entitled to interview for new parents. Yes, I, I do. Not to get deep into my opinion, but I do like that he does not get emancipated to become an adult on his own. No, he is looking. He is a free agent looking for new parents. Yeah, free agent. I love that. Yes. What does IMDb say? The IMDb plot summary says, sick of the neglect he receives from his mom and dad, a young boy leaves home and travels the world in search of new parents. Cute. You want your some taglines? They are very mediocre. Yeah, I feel like I don't, but I don't have a choice. Anytime it's a movie that has a skew towards a younger audience, it feels like they give up on the taglines. And are like, here's my bare minimum. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. North's hopping mad with his parents, and now he's off on a worldwide adventure. That... It feels like it's not a tagline. That feels yeah. like a secondary description. A little bit. Here's another one. Ever wonder what your life would be like with different parents? A boy named North did. I think it would have been fine if it was just, you ever wonder what your life would be like with different parents? Period. I mean, question mark. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> this is a rhetorical question. Period. <laughs> I hate that they're like, they they feel like they need to classify like the boy's name is North. That's why it's called North. That's an unusual name. Normally we're talking about a direction. It's like, okay, yeah, we get it. The movie makes very clear his name is North. The taglines do not need to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A family comedy that appeals to the child in everyone, which... No, that that tagline works for literally every family film ever made, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, that's not really doing it for me. Um, let me ask you this. Is it was that the last tagline? That is the last tagline. Okay. North. Would you name your kid North? And also, do you think that Kim and Kanye got that name from this movie? Well, I guarantee they did not get that name from this movie. I would bet money on it. But there's kids out there named all kinds of things. Apple, right? Wasn't, I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's all kinds of shitty names, but I wouldn't name my kid North. Yeah, North just doesn't feel like a name. I like it better than East, West, or South as names. Yeah. 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 At, for a second, I thought the name you were saying you liked it better than was East, West, or South. I like it better than that, too. East, West, or South. My name is East, West, or South Pollock. Yeah, exactly. This is my son, East, West, or South. We like to come up with really stupid names for kids, or Wait, we like to... Doesn't East, West, or South also sound like it could be a condiment like Worcestershire sauce? Yes! Would you pass Would you East, pass West, the... or South? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's so good. What were you saying about you and Corey? So we just like to come up with like crazy names for kids and then say shit like this is our son, da da da. And I can't think of any right now, of course, because this is the moment when I need to think of them. But we like to do like these are our kids, like um Devante, Triante, Shaniqua, and Kevin. <laughs> Have you ever seen the sketch from Key and Peel where it is the um NFL players introducing themselves and each one has a ridiculous name? Yes, yes. I do always love the button at the end where it's always like some very generic white guy who's like Mike Smith. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. 
Um, um, let's see. We did okay. our taglines. We did. What's it about? Do we just get into opinion time? Should we go into? Well, into... why don't you just give a, a? I I would guarantee that zero percent of our listeners have ever seen this movie. So why don't you give them like a little bit more detail? Well, I'll listen to it. At least one did. Um, <laughs> okay, so. We're going to get into spoilers, so obviously spoilers ahead. And this entire movie is on YouTube, I found out. So oh, you shit. can watch the entire movie on YouTube. Um, So to go more into detail about what happens in this movie, North, we find out, is essentially the perfect child. We have a montage of moments where it's like North cleans his room. North remembers to floss. North never does that. You know what I mean? That type of thing. It's the kid that every other kid in school was like, fuck this perfect kid. Yeah. But everybody likes him at the same time, too. Um. So his parents are kind of ignoring him because they seem to have a lot going on. And we see North go to his, you know, favorite spot to get away and just think, which happens to be a furniture store in the mall where he sits in his lazy boy. Um, After that, we start going into this plot where he decides he's going to do it. He's declaring for free agency for children. And it starts him on an adventure where he goes and meets with different parents, which each parent basically is also me going to a different location. So he goes to Texas, he goes to Hawaii, he goes and he stays with an Eskimo family. He goes and he stays with uh, a Parisian family at one point and all these different types of families looking for what is the best set of parents for him. And ultimately each time finding out why these parents sort of don't work for him. At the same time, his parents become catatonic, unable to deal with what has happened and basically spend the majority of the movie uh, I guess, yeah, catatonic or comatose, unable to comprehend what's going on. Meanwhile, North's quote-unquote friend, who is also the school newspaper publisher, um, has basically turned North declaring free agency into kids taking over the world in some ways. So we keep seeing in the background that he is going to give kids the ability to vote if you're over the age of like seven years old now. And like, they are threatening parents with free agency now in order to get what they want. Like you see a kid saying, you know, he, he wants this. And the dad says, no. And he goes, maybe I should call the lawyer who got North into free agency. And he's like, no, no, we'll do it. We'll do it. Um, All of this is basically to find out that the grass is not always greener for North so that he can eventually figure out whether or not he wants to come home. And the judge who declares him a free agent tells him by noon on, is it Labor Day? Yes. Noon on Labor Day, he has to be in his parents' arms in order to return back to his parents, or before then, obviously. But it is basically all about North trying to figure out what he wants and if he wants to go back. Right? Is that good enough? Is that enough said? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. So let's get to our opinions then, right? Okay. Opinion time. In this critic's opinion... You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Well, I have a right to my opinion, and my opinion is you have no right to your opinion. Sort of filibustering about things, but I, I'd love to hear a little bit of your opinion, a little bit of how how was this as a watch for you? So I've got two major opinions that I want to discuss before we get into, like, the minutia. Okay. And the first is Elijah Wood, who played North, is phenomenal. He is I've never seen Elijah Wood in something that and thought he was bad. Yeah, and it's incredible. He's, he was, I think, 11 years old when they filmed this. I mean, he I feel like this was the best thing I've ever seen him in. I haven't seen him in a ton, in fairness. He is a very good actor in general, but I'm wrong. He was 12 when they made the movie. But yeah, he's really good in this movie. So good. Like scary good. Like the movie better than some of the adults. Entirely. Yeah, he's phenomenal. I mean, just like you can tell like, oh, this kid is going to be a star, yes. which is crazy because I feel like he didn't really go on to be a huge star. Yeah, you say that he went on to be in a multi-billion dollar franchise. And I think then he was like, I can just pick whatever roles I want now. I'm kind of set for life. Yeah. And I get that. I just feel like he didn't go on to be like Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, I think he's still like a pretty big deal. I think he just sort of does whatever he feels like doing now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I get what you're I saying always... in the sense that he could be in every major movie, you know what I mean? But I, yeah. I think he really has, I think, decided to go after things that he found more creatively interesting. Yeah, that's what and it I seems think that's like. great. 
that's freedom, right? Like pick and choose what you spend your time doing. Yeah. But he, I've always likened him to like a Daniel Radcliffe where it's like, yeah, you're good, but we're always going to think of you as the Lord of the Rings guy. So it's like, you know, cause he's got that such like a very specific, unique look to him. I think that's probably pretty fair. Um, but I feel like he's significantly more talented than Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. But I think it's also just a very good comparison exactly what you're saying too because i would say almost the exact same thing i said about elijah wood i would say about daniel radcliffe where it's like he was in one of the biggest franchises in the world made all the money he could ever want and now it's like i'll just do whatever i feel like doing yeah yeah but also like not i wouldn't call him like a tremendous movie star no i wouldn't now either um you know not to say he's not still starring in things but yeah he's not like i don't want to say not a-list because i still think he's a big name I don't think he's an A-list still. That's I don't true, think so. That's true, but I feel like there's like three A-listers. <laughs> like, I feel like it's, no. like it's like Ryan Gosling and... Matthew McConaughey. And Margot Robbie, and like, that's it. My neighbor is singing, and I have to tell you, she's not good. And it's like, could you just She's not? in her home. She's in her home, Gab. Yeah, but she's in a home that she... Remember the baby? Remember when I was always like, do you hear the baby screaming? The yeah. baby moved out, and the fucking opera singer moved in. They kicked the baby out? they kicked the baby out they got a new roommate but she's over there and like i know she can hear me and i'm not like the quietest i guess but i almost want to start singing back just to be like isn't it really fucking annoying don't you hate it but you can do that after we record yeah (laughs) yeah sorry okay anyway Um, okay so Um, elijah wood great what's your second opinion second the fucking cast in this movie is so stacked it's like i've i've never seen so many famous people in in a 90 minute span ever. i am so glad to hear you bring up the two things that you just brought up because i feel like this movie has been somewhat forgotten about and i'm like this was this movie it doesn't make sense to me that this movie is treated the way it is which i'll get into more when we go to our facts whether i'm talking about how great or how bad it's treated but um it's just a bit weird that it's like this movie has so many people in it. There are people who were sort of names. Like I think of Alexander Gudinov, who is not like a super famous name, but he's an actor who is famous enough that like he has an iconic role under his belt. You know, I'm thinking he was Carl and Die Hard, and he is, you know, in the movie The Money Pit, and he was, you know, somewhat he had some star name, star power to his name, and he is in this movie for one line. As the Amish father. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Like, he shows up for one second. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think that's funny. And also, maybe you don't agree, but I think Bruce Willis is really good in this movie. Oh, yeah. Why would Um, I disagree with that? Bruce Willis has an interesting role where he is not only the narrator of the movie, but he first meets North in North's thinking spot on the mall, dressed as the Easter Bunny. And he sort of just, you know, has a brief chit chat with him. And then as North is on his journey meeting different parents. Bruce Willis keeps showing up as different people. Like in Texas, he is a cowboy. In Hawaii, he's on the beach looking for um, buried treasure or whatever. He is the sleigh driver when he's in Alaska, I think it is. Yeah. Um, God, what else is he? He's a FedEx driver. He's a comedian. He's he's everywhere and everybody. Um. I do think that's interesting. And I think you sort of get, I don't think you would have noticed it, but it's sort of foreshadowed in the very beginning. We get a montage of North's room, like as the credits are going by. And I think it shows you a clue to every place that we see North on his journey. Oh, interesting. I didn't notice that. Yeah. And since we're spoiling things and since we're going into our opinions, you know, once again, spoiler, spoiler, but it it does sort of make sense and give away that by the time you get to the end of the movie and you realize that North's whole journey has been a journey of, you know, self-discovery and self-realization, it makes sense that he's been dreaming this whole time. Yeah. Um, Which, again, you know, I think if this were, like, a more adult film, I would be, like, pissed about that. But I think because it's a kid's movie, I, I don't hate it. And it makes sense of things that wouldn't make sense otherwise, like Bruce Willis being everywhere and everyone. Yeah, 100%. It brought me peace. When I found out, uh, it brought me peace. Like, this is a fucking, like, we're talking about Schindler's List again. But it, like, it did make me feel more at ease when I realized it was a dream. Because I was like, how are they going to 
reconcile this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense that it is in the end. And I don't think it's like, I was worried that you were going to come on and be like, I was so pissed that it was a dream in the end because it's like no. such a tired cliche. And I was like, yeah, but it, you know, it makes sense. Um, And I will say, maybe I should wait to the facts to name this cast member, but I do think it's very ironic that, do you remember the kid who sort of is friends with North and works with Winchell who helps record the tape of the parents? Yeah. The tape that is then edited for nefarious purposes. That kid is played yeah. by Jesse Smollett, who famously lied about being attacked by two guys in MAGA hats. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I just find it very ironic that he's in this movie sort of manipulating the media. <laughs> that is so funny. Wait, what else was he in? Um, I think I had it written down. I think he was in Empire. Yes, 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 yes. That is so funny. And I will say that kid who was Winchell, I, like, he does a good job, too, of playing a, a villainous little douchebag for like, yeah, a little yeah, kid. Yeah. yeah. How? Who is he anybody? No, I thought he was. I thought I knew him from other things. I think he's literally the only other thing that I think he had like 10 total credits. But the most famous one was um, this and Little Giants. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, he was so good. Yeah, and I, I tried I, to look him up and see, like, had he, you know, had he done anything else? Does he still have any presence? And it's like, nope, that was it yeah. for him. He just does a really good job of of delivering the adult dialogue. You know what I mean? Like, he's playing a lawyer. He's clearly playing, like, an adult character. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like, silly that it's played by a kid, but he does such a good job. Yes, he's, like, planning a world takeover and doing it, you know, like it's nothing. And, like, being the mastermind with an adult who is, like you know uh, john lovitz who's like the moron in the situation you know yes and there's one other adult around them towards the end played by robert costanzo um who is also harvey bullock from batman the animated series but robert costanzo who is like even dumber than john lovitz's character and I, he has this moment where he says to him i'm going to presume that you think what's on this hat is blood and if i had an iq lower than 25 i would think that too like just yeah. the way this kid delivers that zing it's uh, so good I do love, and I think Zach and I still quote it now, the the North's parents wake up and Winchell, who is pretending he's like, I'm, I'm North's friend, I'll help you guys, helps them record a tape where they're telling North, we love you, we want you to come home, we miss you. And Winchell says, you know, keep the camera rolling, and he asks them a couple questions to manipulate the video. And so by the time North sees the video, Zach and I still will all the time say, he asked them, there's this little boy named Hugh who wants to be adopted. Maybe Hugh could be your son instead of North. And they go, we don't want Hugh. And so all the time, me and Zach will quote, we don't want Hugh. You know what I mean? Like, when North <laughs> that's funny. To yeah. the tape, that's what he thinks is being said. We don't want you. Yeah. Um, and like, what what else does Winchell ask? He's like, do you guys want more coffee? And they're like, nah, I'm good. Not for me. And like, they think that's, you know, the parents talking about North. He's like, nah, we're good. Not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 very well done. Or like um I don't remember another example, but it it is very funny where they just edit it together to make it sound like do you miss north and they're like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> I will also say I remember from being a little kid, um North's dad in this movie is a pants inspector. He's inspector number 6. And this movie made me think that pants inspecting was such a more interesting job than it really is because every you see his job at one point and every different types of pants they have like a little room where they're doing what that person would actually be doing like if it's golf pants the guy's actually you know swinging a golf club to like see how the pants work and his dad is wearing like tuxedo pants and he's practicing dancing in them yes i don't know i just like little kid me that really did strike me in an imaginative way that i was like of course this is how it works clothes inspection yeah 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 are clothes inspected yes huh i mean they have to make sure that they're delivering a correct product you know occasionally you'll put your hand in the pocket of something and see a very small number is that the number of the inspector i don't know necessarily but i do know like on dress shirts you're more likely to find like inspected by hmm. not that i feel like it really means the only thing the only other thing it ever made me think of is if you ever watch the tv show monk he will only yeah. buy shirts that are like inspected by number eight or whatever yeah. it is. Yep, yep, like, yep. I can't take this one. It was inspected by number seven, you know? Yeah. I loved that show so much. And Tony Shaloub, is he dead? No. Oh, okay. 
Um, Tony Shaloub is just a gift. He's really good. And they just came out with, I haven't watched it yet, but they just came out with a new movie, Monk's Last Case. Oh, shit. Fuck Peacock. You know, Peacock is the last subscription service that I'm hanging on, you know, to not paying for. And uh, Dylan, I miss watching The Office and it's shit like that. That makes me think, all right, I got to bite the bullet. It, it really, I think I've, we've discussed this before, but it killed the momentum that I feel like we collectively as a society had with The Office, where yeah. everyone was like, The Office is the show. And yeah. then they were like, now you're all going to buy Peacock to watch it, right? And we were like, nah. Yeah, because I've seen every episode 10 times, but, you know, when it was just on Comedy Central, it was like the only thing I wanted. And now it's like the thought of having to go in and decide what random episode I want to watch. It's like, no, no, no. I want to hit shuffle. Oh, no. I always just hit start from the beginning. And then every time you come back to it, you continue watching. Oh, God. I don't know. I like it. I like it to be a little spicy and out of order. I guess a show like that, you can do that. Yeah. Think about when, like, you turn on Comedy Central and it would just be like, the dinner party or the the dundies or you know i feel like they did that when i was a kid i feel like they would do that with shows that you couldn't do out of order like oh really specifically what my mind goes to is i don't think you ever watched toonami as a kid but i used to be really into toonami and i'm thinking of like animes like dragon ball z and yu show where it was very important which episodes go in which order and it was yeah. like well we're airing the new ones at three in the morning sorry kid so maybe you'll catch in reruns, maybe not. Whatever. And it was just like, oh, things just are happening. Okay. Oh shit. So that would that's so interesting. Yeah, they didn't give a shit about your continuity. Wow. That wouldn't fly today, I feel like. Yeah. Interesting. Um okay. Uh yeah. So are we allowed to talk about like who else is in this cast? Oh, of course. Because the parents of North, the the OG parents, the birth parents, um, the dynamic duo themselves, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Jason Alexander. Yes. A.K.A. George Costanza and Elaine Bennis themselves. I mean, I was like, yes, 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 yes. I loved it. Loved it. They're perfect as like a fake couple who are both overly stressed and like can't stop thinking about what's going on with their own lives. Yeah. Yeah. It was so perfect. Um, also, second week in a row that we have a Julia Louis-Dreyfus movie. No, it's not. Yeah. Two out of the past uh, three weeks, you're forgetting about The Mask of Zorro. Oh, that's right. Sorry, everybody. Well, Unless you she have may- some cut of Zorro where she was Elena, <laughs> yeah. which I, I guess if Catherine Zena-Jones could do it, why not? Yeah, it could have been yeah. her. Um, okay. Well, anyway. Um we have John Lovitz, as mentioned, as the lawyer for North. Yes, Arthur, Arthur Belt. Buckle? Arthur Belt. Yeah, Judge The judge's Buckle. name is Judge Buckle. Yeah. Which I don't know what the, like, why Belt and Buckle, but it is. Pants Inspector, Belt and Buckle, I don't know. Um, who else is in this movie that's, like, really famous? You have, um... Should I just oh, start uh, listing them now? Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson, this is, I was going to get to in the facts, but this is her very first role. Yep. John Ritter, which every time I see John Ritter, like my heart just like feels so full. He just has an energy where no matter what, he's just likable. Was he like bad? No, not that I'm aware of. Did he do a lot of drugs? (laughs) Not that I'm aware of. I just feel like he was so wholesome, and I I don't know if I'm just misremembering. No, he was known for being very wholesome. I mean, Uh, it's funny, too, because, like, his big, his first big thing was Three's Company, which he was not, like, super-duper wholesome on, but he just went on to be, like, very often play a dad, which makes me think there's an SVU where he plays a bad guy that he's really (gasps) good in. Oh, my God, really? I would love to see that. Yes, I can't, I think he's a doctor in the episode, and... His wife is attacked and his wife was pregnant and the baby is killed. And they're trying to figure out whether or not the baby took a breath so it could be a murder charge or not. And at the end, like, I don't remember how they trick him into admitting that it was John Ritter that did it. And they because she was cheating on him with another man or something. And oh, my God, it's it's ingrained in my memory. John Ritter saying this line because they get him to admit that the baby was alive. So it's murder. 
because I don't remember how she tricks him into doing it, but he goes, it only cried a little. And like, it's like, done, done. And you're like, oh shit, what? Like, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I remember the day that he died. Do you remember the day he died? I don't remember the day, but I remember it being very upsetting. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, I, I hope that someday Corey and I have kids and he can be like John Ritter, just like, you know, just like a great dad, just, just being John Ritter. Think about his two sons. You can only hope to be John Ritter. Yeah. Not me. I would, I I would not like to be John Ritter, but. You'd be lucky um, to be John Ritter, Gab. You shut up. That's true. He was only 55. I know. And his, his one son is doing really well, right? Josh Ritter. I know that he has a son named Jason Ritter right now. Jason Ritter, right. But side note, I don't think we talked about this. On Christmas, we were sitting down opening presents, Corey and I, and I, I wanted to put on like a bad Christmas movie, like a Netflix, you know, Hallmarky type Christmas movie. And I stumbled across what was like a bad Christmas TV series called Happy Merry Whatever. And I feel like I've heard of this. Go on. Put it on, and I didn't realize it was a TV show, but the episodes were really short. It was, like, very silly. And um, it was one of those things where we weren't planning on paying attention, and then we got sucked in and were, like, very, you know, um, just, like, needed to see what happened. So we watched all nine episodes. And um, his his other son, not Josh Ritter, or not Jason Ritter, but I guess this one is Josh Ritter, I see was in it. Jason and a Tyler. He has four kids, though. Okay, so maybe it was Tyler. I don't know. It wasn't the famous one that looks just like him. Okay. But he was really good. And also the show was very good. Highly recommend. Ashley Tisdale is in it. Um, it was awesome. Like What's watch it, it before Netflix. Okay. Give it a shot. It's it's so bad it's good. You know what I mean? And the episodes are short? Like twenty two minutes a piece. Yeah, that's not too bad. You can, you'll bang through it. I'm telling you, we put it on. I had no intention of watching it. And then we like couldn't finish our day. We couldn't start our day until we finished the show. Let me ask you something, Gab. Did you find this movie in like, I'm sorry. Was there more about Mary Happy, whatever? No, just watch it. It was good. Also, RIP John Ritter. Love him. Love him. We all love John Ritter. Was there anything in this movie that you found offensive? (sighs) Me, me personally, I don't yes. get offended. Um, okay. no, because apparently no. there are people who are offended by what they feel like is stereotypes in the movie. Which I think, again, if you're thinking in the context of the movie, by the end, you realize this is all a child's dream about locations he's never been to, and yeah. based on what he knows, there are certain aspects of it I get, like the fact that one of the Eskimo Alaska, his Eskimo Alaskan mother is Kathy Bates. Bates yeah. And, and you're like, yeah, okay, I get that. But like, you know, whatever. Um, But I've seen people get very upset about the line when he's with his Hawaiian parents and the Hawaiian father who is governor Ho is saying, North Hawaii is a lush and fertile land. In fact, there's only one barren area on all of our islands. Unfortunately, it's Mrs. Ho. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's just saying, like, no, we don't have some other son north. We're just, unfortunately, Mrs. Ho can't have children. And, like, I, as a kid, found it to be a funny line even. And I was like, oh, people are, like, seriously upset by that? Because I did see that a little bit. I don't, I think, I thought that was very silly. I thought it yeah. was funny. Like, that's I, the point. I, no. I didn't think there was anything all that offensive. Um, I'm trying to remember... Definitely like the Kathy Bates is obviously yeah, Kathy Bates and Abe Vigoda as the Eskimos. Yeah. Like, okay. But also, yeah, the whole time it's like very obvious that it, it, or not the whole time, but once you realize it's a dream, it's very obvious that like, he's never been to any of these places. He doesn't know anything. Um, I didn't think that there was anything offensive. I'm trying to remember like the Texas thing, Dan Aykroyd and, and Reba McIntyre crazy second reba movie we've ever talked about um the first tremors yeah okay you've ever heard me do my reba impression go ahead reba (laughs) it's just the one word it's just that yeah i used to always Uh, think of my mom would have her tv show on all the time 
So uh-huh. I just always remember how that TV show, the theme would always end with, I'm a survivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so stupid, so bad. Yeah. You know, God bless her. Um, you know, obviously, like, like, yeah, like that's I, I did think that you were gonna say that people were offended by the the talking about the sun being fat and North not wanting to be fat. <laughs> I did not think that you would be offended by that, but there is one line. Gab, did you I'm feel attacked by, by this it. line? Um, Bruce Willis says on the beach, they say for every hour you exercise, you add an hour to your life. Who needs all that extra time if you're just going to spend it exercising? Gab, where do you stand? So I love exercising. It is my favorite hobby. I understand that people feel that way, but I also, my, what I do for work, if I, you know, you ever see the thing where it's like, describe what you do for work badly. Mm -hmm. This is what I do for work described badly. I listen to people talk about how miserable they are because they hate themselves and how little they want to do to not hate themselves. And so to me, it's like exercise will make you not hate yours. Like it's so easy. Just do it. Yeah. But I hate that too. (laughs) I know that's what I do. I, uh, I love all of my clients dearly, but it really is crazy to me how people are like, I, I actually, I have had people say to me, I don't want to have to like exercise. I don't want to have to count calories. I don't want to change what I'm eating. I really just want to like figure out a way to be healthy. And my job is to be like, okay, well, let's talk about like maybe adding in like a couple more vegetables here and there, like, you know, whatever, like minor things. You don't have to change what you're eating, but instead of snacking, let's try to have meals. So we're not so hungry all the time. Like, you know, I really work with people on their like day-to-day nutrition and most people don't want to make any major changes, but the people who are like, I don't want to change anything are always the ones who are like, and I want to lose 40 pounds in three months. And it's like, but you don't want to do anything. <laughs> like what? But do you have a plan for that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, okay, well, and then I have to be like, well, listen, if you want to lose 40 pounds like that, we can do that, but you're going to have to like try. <laughs> like <laughs> It's going to require like a plan. It will require changing sorts. lots of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I always say like, everybody wants to lose 40 pounds until they get a little hungry, you know, but I don't know. What's that? I, I just, I, I deal with a lot plan of people until they get punched in the face. That's your equivalent right. of that. Yeah. 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 Everybody wants to lose 40 pounds till they get hungry. I just think, um, most people walk around feeling bad and they don't even realize it because they felt bad for so long. And it's like, I can help you feel better. You just have to like do a little bit, like just a little, you know? Yeah. All right. I do also like to go back to Hawaii one more time. North is like, if I'm thinking about it from free agency perspective, North has an agreement in principle to join Hawaii, those Hawaii parents. I love that he goes, we just have to work out some minor details because this feels like what I would have said as a little kid. He goes, we just have to work on some minor details about... Bedtime, snack rules, and sleepovers. <laughs> like those, those are the things that will iron out this contract. Yeah. What? Well, uh, let's talk about the crack line. Yes. So, <laughs> Governor Ho and Mrs. Ho are having like a party to celebrate North again, agreeing in principle to become their son. And they, you know, even say to him, "North will be with the peaches to Georgia, the apple to New York, and the wind to Chicago," <laughs> which again is. A line that I find objectively funny. And they pull down the curtain on this billboard that is clearly, you know, it's supposed to be a reference to the Coppertone ad of the girl, you know, having her bathing suit pulled down a little bit in the Coppertone ad. But it's North having an octopus pull down his bathing suit and it's like a tourism billboard for Hawaii showing his ass crack. And he immediately, this blows up the deal. <laughs> um... Do you know the Coppertone ad? Like, did you get what it was referencing? Yeah, of course. I don't think, like, if people watch that now, they would get what it's referencing, because that was probably already an old school reference at the time. Yeah, but it's still on the Coppertone bottle. Like, it's a little girl. Isn't the dog pulling down her bathing suit? Yes. No way. It's still on Coppertone now. I mean, saying out loud the dog is pulling down her bathing suit does make me question, but... I mean, if you type in Coppertone, the first image on Wicked, like... Before you even click on anything on Wikipedia, it's showing an image of the dog pulling down the bathing suit. Yeah. 
you know what I've never noticed about this ad before? The dog is pulling down the bathing suit. She has no upper part of the bathing suit. Yeah, well, because it's like a little, it's a little I guess she's supposed to be a little kid enough that like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. But why was that important enough to bring up? Well, because I didn't like laugh out loud at it. Mm-hmm. But the 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 joke is that he keeps saying my crack. You're gonna show them my crack. You put my crack on a boat. And he keeps saying crack, and it's like I could imagine being a little kid and thinking that's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Again, yeah, I think as a little kid, I really enjoyed that. Like now, I was just like, okay, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. I I do also find really funny in Alaska how. The old folks are just put on floats and sent off. Like, yeah. There's a line that Kathy Bates says, he's had a great life and he's happy to set sail before he starts embarrassing himself. I'm like, Darn. yeah. That <laughs> um, was very funny. I also found really funny. You see all of these floats and like some people have like a sofa that has like a TV on their float that they're like floating until they die on. And then you see North's new grandpa or his Alaskan grandpa. And it's just a stool. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. He does. He doesn't even have a smart to rest his back. Um, yeah, That's why he says, if there's a change of policy, the next couple of weeks, feel free to track me down. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what other parents does he try out? So we have and wait, Texas speaking of SVU real quick. In uh-huh. that Alaska scene, the person who's telling them all, like, get on your float, go on. It's yeah. Richard Belzer, who was Detective Munch on SBU for, like, 20 oh, seasons. Oh, interesting. Yep. Wow, very good. I didn't notice that. Um, We briefly mentioned Texas. We briefly mentioned Hawaii. We mentioned Alaska. Alaska. We mentioned John Ritter, who's, yes. like, the perfect family. Which, yeah, they're, like, they're the final test because they are perfect to the extent that it's, like, why wouldn't he pick them? And he still doesn't feel it's quite right because at the end of the day, that it's not his parents. Um, we do see a montage of him with other parents. Like we see him with the Parisian family and it's just Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Um, There's the remember. Amish Is there anyone else? people. Yes, the Amish that he lands the plane and the guy, the Amish dad is introducing just all of his, who all of his siblings would be. And he just takes off immediately. He's like, I can't remember what he says. He's like, he's like, oh, I left something in the plane. I'll be right back. And then goes, gun it. Yes. Um, Um, I don't know if we're missing any others. I think that might have been it. Yeah. I, um, go ahead. Well, the Alaskan one does cut down our timeline significantly because he has like, I think it's supposed to be like two months between school ending and Labor Day when school is supposed to start. And we find out on the way back from dropping his grandpa off in Alaska that he's only got like two more weeks. Um, he says, how could Labor Day be next week? I just got here. You walked from your house to the ice floes, didn't you? That's a seven a week walk, even with the wind at your back. And North has a great line where he goes, no wonder we stopped for lunch 49 times. Yeah. Very silly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, you know what we forgot about? Where he's with his African parents and the women are all topless. Oh, you know what? I did say out loud to Corey. I don't think you could get away with this now. And I was like, yikes. I guess it's probably, again, it's probably like, you know, if a kid saw it in a national geographic, I would get it, but, but it's just him staring at this woman's chest and he goes, I think if I stayed here, I wouldn't get any homework done. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's it all is, that's it's, just it's for that. Silly. Yeah. And I will say this too. Not to continue to bring it up, but as somebody who does watch a lot of 90 Day Fiance, you know, there are countries in Africa. Like, I think a lot of people that are like, you know, American would look at that and be like, oh, my God, they're, you know, that's such a stereotype of Africa that they're like savages and they live it. And it's like, like, it's very easy to get offended by that and think like they don't all walk around barefoot without shirts on and but like, no, they do. They absolutely do. Not to generalize, they don't all, but is no, there a chance right. that there might still be any group of people? Sure. There's still groups of civilization where they've like never interacted with the outside world. You know what I mean? Yes. And so that's not to say that that's sure. what was depicted here. I'm just saying that there are definitely like places in Africa where they are def- like still v- traditionally tribal so to speak i don't want to get in trouble for saying this but like you see it on 90 day fiance when they like travel into like go to their hometown and it's like oh my god there's like you know it 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 seems like something out of a national geographic like 
I guess I'm not like I'm like I'm not co-signing this one with you. I, you know, I'm like you don't you've seen it. I know. Um, you know what's really crazy to me? What the Philippines? No, let's get to the facts. Okay, nope. okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just I've, again I've been watching a lot of Ninety Day Fiance, and um, to the facts we go. <laughs> Want the truth. Face the facts, dokes. Facts have no place with an organized religion. Let's start with our ratings. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter gives it a 14% with an average what? rating of an average rating of 3.7 out of 10, five fresh reviews, 30 rotten, an audience score of 27% with an average score of 2.4 out of 5. IMDB gives it a 4.5 out of 10. The critics consensus. What? Laden with schmaltz and largely bereft of evident narrative purpose, North represents an early major disappointment from previously shorthanded director Rob Reiner. Roger. Yes. Rob Reiner. What else? This is Spinal Tap, The Princess Bride, Misery. Um, I'm going to say more of it later, but I know he's done a lot of big stuff. This is Spinal Tap, not Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest was in it. He's in it. He's not the director of it. Interesting. Um, wow. Okay, Rob Reiner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roger Ebert gave the movie zero stars. What? And said, Our I, boy? I hated this movie. Hated, 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 hated this movie. Hated it. Hated every simpering, stupid, vacant, audience-insulting moment of it. Hated the sensibility that thought anyone would like it. Wait, I, it, hold on, pause. That doesn't feel fair because he doesn't really say why. That's his blurb for the movie. Like, uh, I'll tell you more about Ebert, too, in a, in a couple minutes. Okay. Chris Hicks from the Deseret News, Salt Lake City. Elijah Wood has fast become the most appealing young actor making movies today, turning in consistently solid performances in a variety of roles. Yeah. Yeah. No notes. Janet Maslin from the New York Times. North, a playful modern fable about a boy in search of new parents, doesn't always work, but much of it is clever in amusingly unpredictable ways. Fair enough. Yeah. Last one, Rita Kempley from the Washington Post. This movie is aimed at neither kids nor adults. It simply isn't aimed. Oh. Um, it had a budget of $40 million. It grossed $7 million. Oh. Directed by Rob Reiner, who also directed Stand By Me, This Is Spinal Tap, When Harry Met Sally, The Princess Bride, A Few Good Men, and Misery. Wow. Yeah. So it didn't kill his career. Well, most of those things are before this. Oh. But he's fine. Let's, let us not weep for Rob Reiner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Written by Alan Zweibel and Andrew Scheinman, who also wrote It's Gary Shandling Show, Saturday Night Live, and Kangaroo Jack 2. They wrote Saturday Night Live? Yeah, they wrote for Saturday Night Live for no, many no, episodes. I know. It was just funny that you said they wrote Saturday Night Live. <laughs> not all of it. Like... Yeah. Uh, the movie stars Elijah Wood, who you may know from Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and Yellow Jackets. Bruce Willis, who you may know from Die Hard, The Sixth Sense, and Pulp Fiction. Jason Alexander and Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld. Uh, Matthew McCurley as Winchell, who you might know from Little Giants. And the other movie I put was Ice Cream Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, de definitely not. Jesse Smollett, who we already discussed. Uh, John Lovitz as Arthur Belt, who you may know from The Benchwarmers, The Wedding Singer, and Matilda. Alan Arkin as Judge Buckle, who you may know from Wait Until Dark, Little Miss Sunshine, and Argo. And there are Oh! Alan Arkin. Yeah, he's the judge. And that's my own clock from my own house. Oh, my God. So in Wait Until Dark, he's just doing that accent? Yes. Who asked for that? He's great in Wait Until Dark. You shut up. <laughs> oh, he was much better in this. Get out of here. You know, sometimes Corey and I still say blind school. Especially I didn't now, that being important in the movie, but yes, she's been the very best in she's been the best school. at blind school. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm going back to blind school. That's a great movie, anyway. Fuck you, Gab. Alan Arkin uh, with smaller appearances by so Dan he Arkwood. doesn't actually have an accent. No, he was just doing it for the movie. Yes, interesting. Smaller appearances by Dan Aykroyd, Reba McIntyre, Keone Young, Lauren Tom, Kathy Bates, Richard Belzer, Ben Stein, Alexander Gunoff, Kelly McGillis, Robert Costanzo, and John Ritter. 
you know what this movie reminds me of? You know when you see like an Adam Sandler movie and everybody is in it, and you're like, oh, they they this group of friends just got together for I mean, this that's definitely fun not the day. case with this, but I think a lot of these people are like, we like Rob Reiner, so we'll do it. Yeah. 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 It's like Rob Reiner's group of friends. Adam Sandler, though, is the same. It's the same 12 guys in every Adam Sandler movie. Like, I don't think Rob Reiner always had this stacked of cast. No, 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 no. Everyone. But it feels like it was like, oh, yeah, the day. Yeah. Yeah. The music was by Mark Shaman, who also did the music for Misery, City Slickers, The Adams Family, and Sister Act. Hmm. Elijah Wood was nominated for a Saturn Award for Best Performance by a Young Actor. At the Dallas-Fort Worth Film Critics Association Awards, it won Worst Film. And it was nominated for Razzies for Worst Screenplay, Worst Director, Worst Picture, Worst Actor for Bruce Willis, Worst Supporting Actor for Dan Aykroyd, and Worst Supporting Actress for Kathy Bates. I'm surprised. Right? Would you like to hear the fun facts? I would, but Dylan, here's the problem. I have to pee very badly. Okay, we will take a pee break. Is that okay? Sure. Okay, I will, I'm going to go so fast, but I am going to wash my hands. <laughs> okay. Do you want to hear some fun facts? I do. Okay. Following Roger Ebert's death in 2013, Alan Zweibel wrote a piece for the New Yorker entitled Roger and Me, in which he recounted bumping into Ebert, introducing himself, then saying, and I just have to tell you, Roger, that sweater you're wearing, I hate, 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 hate that sweater. <laughs> then they both laughed and shook hands. Oh, that's funny. Roger Ebert, probably a good sport, I imagine. I would hope so. Siskel and Ebert both called this the worst film of 1994. Okay. Um, We already said that's the acting debut of Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson said in an interview that working on this film and with Rob Reiner was a magical experience for her as an eight-year-old. Yeah, I bet. Bruce Willis and Alexander Gunoff both previously appeared in Die Hard, and this was Alexander Gunoff's final film appearance before his passing. Why did he, how'd he, how'd he die? Um, I, he was, eh, I don't really care. Thick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was his time. <laughs> God called him home. No, uh, um, oh, this is even sadder. Complications from hepatitis secondary to chronic alcoholism. Oh, yikes. Right, Let's well, get you to know. some more fun facts. <laughs> Take care of yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ. Um, all right. Last one. The film's test screenings were so bad, even after post-production, that Columbia and New Line were briefly considering releasing the film direct-to-video or even editing it to be made for TV. The movie only got a theatrical release because Rob Reiner and his partners at Castle Rock fought hard for it. I am... Okay. Okay. Keep going. That's all the fun facts I've got. Uh, the very, very harsh fun facts. Yeah. Yeah. Um... All right. I mean, I guess it's time. Though, actually, no, I, I do. I have a question. Did this come up at all when we talked about Josie and the Pussycats? I don't think so. Why? Because that was another movie where it was like shocking how much everybody hated it. And I feel very much like in that movie, it was clear that they didn't get it right. Like they were all like, oh, the product placement was that. And it's like, yeah, of course, that's like the point. Yes. But um... here it feels like, did they not get it? Well, I feel like with Josie and the Pussycats, I'm like, I can understand them not getting it and then hating it because they didn't get it. With this movie, I don't see like what the glaring thing that they don't get would be that would make yeah. them think like, what a piece of shit this movie is. Um, I don't understand the the extremely harsh reception of this movie. Yeah, me neither. All right. Even if we don't agree that North is movie watch before you die, I'm sure we're not going to be as harsh as everyone else was on it. But... Before we get to those verdicts, can we get us a mail? Mail time! When you control the mail, you control information. Mom asked me to ask you if there's any mail for us here by mistake. What? Okay, let's start with, we have an email from the one and only Teen Machine. Ooh. Subject, I'm behind, but Christmas. Greetings, Dylan and Gab. I didn't get to finish the Christmas vacation episode yet, so that's where I'm at. But will that stop me from leaving a message? I think not. Insert the Incredibles gif here. Do you get that Incredibles reference, Kev? Mm, no, but I've seen that movie a bunch. Then you need to rewatch that movie. You have my Disney Plus login. I know you do. I do. I use it all the time. Do you really? Yeah, we watched The Mandalorian. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. In that spirit, Merry Christmas. I don't know if this has already been asked. Did I mention I'm behind? But I'm curious, what is a holiday food that you look forward to each year? 
for me, it's definitely the cheese ball recipe passed down from my great great aunt. But really, I don't have much else to say except keep it keen, keen machine. Did you just say aunt? Aunt aunt. I mean, I know where you're from, and I've I, you you. My mother is your your. I much more regularly say aunt. Yes, but I said aunt yeah. there. Why? I don't know. That's how I pictured Keen saying it. That's just so weird. Corey says aunt. Aunt, I know, is the proper way, but aunt is like, that's the local way. I don't know. That's where we're from. Yeah. Yeah. Aunt First aunt. of all, are you not distracted distracted by the cheese ball recipe? <laughs> no, I mean, that just sounds so mid-fucking-Western to me. I I need to see a picture of what this cheese, like, is it one giant cheese ball, or is this, like, a recipe to make individual little cheese balls? Yeah, can you describe the cheese ball, sir? Is this, like, a cheese doodle-type consistency, or is this, like, just a big ball of cheese? I'm imagining a macaroni and cheese popper, you know, those little, like, macaroni and cheese bites? That's not what I was imagining at all. I was imagining, like, cheese doodles, but ball-shaped. Like a crunchy situation? Yeah. No, that's not at all what I was imagining. Like the cheese testicle to the cheese doodle. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, um, my answer is your mother's cornbread. Really? Oh yeah. Actually, it's funny because we haven't had it in a long time, and my mom specifically made it this year. And I took the whole tray home with me, and I ate all of it. And um, it's the best food I've ever had in my life, and it's the only thing I ever look forward to ever every year, no matter what. It's the only I, food I want. I love all forms of cornbread, but obviously I grew up with my mom's cornbread. And it's, it's the just, best cornbread it's of all It's just time. undercooked. Like, it's just, yeah. it's the same way that if it's my mom soupy. makes cookies, it's cookie soup. Yeah. 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 I love yeah. it. It's the I'll best. It. There's no cornbread ever like it on the planet. You know what I'm not into? The, like, sweet potato marshmallow thing? Yeah. Sweet potatoes are fine on their own. They don't need marshmallows. They're okay. Yeah. I, I would really only ever scoop the marshmallow off because the sweet potatoes are honestly not even that good. I like a sweet potato. Like, obviously, this is very local. Potato. Have you had Zorn's mashed sweet potato? Dylan, I mean, uh, we of used to, Zorn's was the only thing we ever ate for Thanksgiving back in the day. It is literally like eating cook. candy. Yeah. Yeah. It's sugar. It's shit. Yeah. yeah. Is Zorn's uh, still around? The yeah. one that we used to go to? I'm not sure if that one is because I know they've moved some locations and stuff, but no, no nobody cares about that. We'll yeah, talk more like Zorn's that. offline. Whatever. Okay. Um, Can you go to Zorn's and like sit down? There used to be one you could go to sit down at in Belmore, but I think that one closed down. I think now, I think there still is a location you can sit at, but I think they're mostly just like go and grab your shit. Okay. Because either way, I think the next time we do an in-person podcast, it needs to be catered by Zorn's. I'm down for this. Which I did look recently. Our most listened to episode on YouTube is the My Cousin Vinny episode in person with Zach. Yeah, because hey, first of all, it was hilarious. Second of all, I, I think Zach is famous, no? I don't know. I just imagine Zach listening to it 80 times to put it up at the top. That's what that's what I'm picturing happen. For sure. Um, should I get to? Oh, I didn't say what food I. You know what? I've recently become a pretty big fan of pumpkin pie. And not in general. Like in April, I'll never eat a piece of pumpkin pie. I'm yeah. not a pumpkin everything. I'm not a pumpkin spice bitch or whatever. Mm -hmm. I like a good piece of pumpkin pie and okay. stuffing. Like literally we were going to get Boston market today. And then just, mm. I was like, but they won't have stuffing. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? They won't have stuffing. That's like their whole thing. And she was like, no, it's seasonal at Boston market. And I was like, I guess this is why we don't go there nine months out of the year. Yeah. That sucks. Also interesting that we both went specifically with Thanksgiving food. Well, I feel like Christmas food is just Thanksgiving food too. Isn't it for the most part? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, my family always did like the the feast of the seven fishes on that sounds like Christmas a mafia Eve. thing. Yeah, it, essentially, yeah, it is. Um, it's it's disgusting because it's so much fish and the, like everything stinks like fish. So you have to go home and just wash your hair immediately. All your clothes have to go into a garbage bag. Like it's really gross. And then Christmas Day, we would do like lasagna and like meatballs and shit like that. Like very Italian. Is there gabagool? No. You ain't got no gabagool. Okay. Sorry, no gabagool. I guess we're ready to get to some comments then. Okay. Um, first, we have one from Mark. I'm, I'm, I'm saying if your name is in YouTube, I'm saying it. Mark Aquino <laughs> on YouTube yeah. said. Mask and nobody's Zora. in the witness protection program. What if they are, Gab? What if I lead to someone's death? Although, then why was your actual identity on YouTube, you fool? Right. Exactly. You were asking for it. 
Mask of Zorro, this is the kind of movie that you see when you're a kid and you liked it well enough, but when you revisit it as an adult, it's even better than you remember. No. Nope. Everything about... Get the fuck out of here. Everything I thought about he was going to film... say it's way worse. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't sure where I was going either. Everything about this film is terrific. The performances, the writing, the direction, the cinematography, the set pieces, the action and fight choreography, the musical score, every aspect works. Keep in mind, this came out during a three-year period of time when a lot of big summer blockbusters that got released were awful. Batman and Robin, Speed 2, Steel, Spawn, Quest for Camelot, the 1998 Godzilla movie, Armageddon, Wild Wild West, The Haunting, which, hold your brakes, Batman and Robin is low-key great. We might end up doing an episode about it. Is Mike Michael Keaton? No. Have you seen Batman Who? and Robin? No. With Who? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Who? As Batman? No, he's Mr. As Freeze. Robin. Oh. I don't even know oh, who that I, is. Wait, I want to see so bad now. Danny DeVito is Batman and Arnold Schwarzenegger is Robin. Like twins, but Batman? Like twins, but Batman, yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. Twin mans, okay. <laughs> Who's Batman? Answer my question. George Clooney. Handsome. Gav, the fact that you've definitely never seen this makes me think we have to do it, but okay, I'll get there in a second. Okay, hurry up. So Zorro was one of uh, one of the few that were a genuine breath of fresh air. FYI, every time I tell Dylan to tell Gav that she rules, it's not that I'm worried about her self-esteem. Far from it. It's for two reasons. Because it's a nice thing to do, and so she can piss off insecure guys and any haters she has. So Gav, I recommend you say it at the end of every podcast episode, just to remind people what's up. Deuces. Any <laughs> haters Gav has are well-deserved. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um. Okay. We got one from Scotty Cameron here at 3051. Let's see if we can remember what we said. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Kyle, for answering a question I have been curious about. I knew Target no longer operates in Canada, but I never knew why. I know this because items and merchandise exclusive to Target have to be exclusive to retailers like Toys R Us in Canada. After all, Target is no longer there. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. And we got another one from Scotty here. It's been so long since I've seen this movie, talking about The Mask of Zorro. My aunt... See? The, I, see? There it is. I yep. Was... <laughs> see? I knew it. It's back. My aunt showed it to me because of my early interest in superheroes like Batman and Spider-Man, and she had previously hit a home run with Superman from 1978. So she thought Zorro might have landed, but it didn't for whatever reason. So he's on your side. Aha! <laughs> I remember just barely paying attention to it and not remembering much of it other than knowing the character of Zorro from the film. Shortly after that, a friend of mine was Zorro for Halloween, and I was Batman that year, and I knew the character from seeing the movie prior. Maybe because I was young, and it wasn't set in the modern era, and there were no car chases and explosions, I was bored with it. There are plenty of explosions, and every explosion has the sound of, like, a tiger or puma or whatever roaring in it. Yeah, yeah. Which is such a weird touch that I feel like we didn't really talk about a lot. Yeah. Um, I was, like, eight years old. Now, after listening to this, I feel the need to revisit it with a more mature and enlightened lens. I find it hilarious that this came out the year I was born. I'm not going to play the full mm. casting game, but I'll throw Isai Morales as a casting option for Zorro or Captain Montero. Governor Montero. He is an amazing actor, and say what you will about Titans, but his performance as Deathstroke in the show was phenomenal. He's also fantastic as Gabriel in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, so Morales is a top contender to be cast in a Zorro movie. I lean more towards casting him as Montero because the roles I listed for him are villains, so playing the villain may be more in his element. I could see him as Zorro. He's a Hispanic actor, albeit he's Puerto Rican. He's probably too old for Zorro, but I, I assume you have no idea who this is, but he, he'd he be a good Governor Montero. We're also not, we're playing in the, the you know, alternate universe. Oh, I game. forgot your rule. Well, I played by real rules. I was playing yeah. now. Gab was I'm like, no, anybody rules. can be it. She's like, Gene Wilder is Zorro. Fuck you. <laughs> he's dead, right? Yes. R.I.P. And one last comment on our short for Zorro is Batman Beyond. Lenola Cola said, when Jump on the Batwagon gets to Batman Beyond, Dylan, you need to be on the podcast to tell them the trivia. You need to tell them that, not me. Yeah. And that's Bitch. all our mail. Okay. <laughs> all right. Should we get to our North verdicts? Y yeah. Do or do not. There is no try. The guilty will be punished. Sentence to death. Gab, I think it's me to watch before you die, which is hard to say because do I think this is a great movie? No, but I think it's a delightful kids' film, and I think it is 
imaginative as a kid would be thinking about traveling the world and thinking about finding new parents. I think it's a sweet movie and I think it's a simple movie and I think Elijah Wood is fantastic in it, as you said, and Bruce Willis is also great. I think even if you don't agree with me, that's when much before you die. I'm just glad to find that before knowing what this movie is like known for, that you were not on the bandwagon of hatred that it has received, it seems. Yeah, I did no research. The only thing I ever look up before I watch is how long it is. So I know how much of my fucking day I have to dedicate to watching a movie. Um, Not that long, right? No, it was less than 90 minutes. It was an hour 28. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we watch it on Christmas. Boom. Pop it in. Let's or pop it in. Listen to me. I sound old. Turn it on. Let's just, you know, watch it and then we'll go about our day. Was this a present or a lump of coal? Oh, that's a good question. Let me let me not answer that yet. Okay. Um. I did not hate it, like, at all. And I'm very surprised that people hate, 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 hated it because I thought it was pretty good and I enjoyed it. Um, It was silly and it, it it was one of those movies that I thought to myself, when I have kids, I will happily watch this with them. You know, like, sometimes you put on a kid's show and you're like, God, I can't get far enough away from this. So let me ask you real quick. Matilda or North? North. Wow. Okay. Keep going. And Sorry. I mean, listen, you know, it's, it's, you have to kind of view these things with different glasses on. Right. And I think we struggled with this in the beginning with this podcast where it was like, how can you compare? I don't know. I'm struggling to think of like, you know, uh, vampires kiss. schools out. Right. How do you compare The Great Gatsby and Recess Schools Out? It's very challenging because they're so different. So if we're going to look at this through the lens of a kid's movie, I really liked it. If we compare it to, you know, am I ever going to watch it again because I'm home and I got nothing to do? No, probably not. Would I watch it again with my four-year-old who has nothing to watch and I don't want to watch fucking, you know, Blue's Clues anymore? Do they even still make that? Um, probably. Yeah, I would. I think the cast was phenomenal. I had a good time watching it. There's a musical number, which we didn't even talk about, that I thought was so silly. Um, it it The performances were great. Which the I'm musical good. number, which is just about saying how much they want to make North fat like their son who passed away was. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. Um, Dill, I, 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 it typically goes against some of the things that I believe in. Like, I don't, I'm not going to reach to watch it again. But you know what? I liked it. It was a movie for me. It's a movie to watch before you die. And I'm shocked that everybody hated it so much because I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Wow. There goes our credibility. I cannot believe it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm stunned right now. Stunned. I can't believe you're stunned. I there was, there was no part of me that didn't like it. I mean, listen, is it the best movie I've ever seen in my life? No. Am I going to watch it again? Probably not. But I liked it. I liked it more than what was the fucking 80s, the girl, the legend 80s. of Billie Jean. And that was also a pity to watch before you die, which I also gladly took. I, I it's not a pity. It's just like, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna put it on my list of top ten movies that I've ever seen, but I definitely would recommend it to somebody. If somebody said, Oh, should I watch this? I'd be like, Yeah, it's cute. Wow. I I I'm I am shocked. Shocked. So hold on a second, because you thought I was gonna like a I Christmas horror gonna... story and not this? <laughs> I thought you were going to have more fun with a Christmas horror story than you did for sure. Um, I didn't think you were going to hate this, like obviously all these reviews said, because I think these reviews are all like, I don't think anybody like Roger Ebert watches this movie and it's like, oh, this movie made me angry. I hated it so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I I did not think you were going to call this a movie to watch before you die. I cannot believe it. I literally can't think of a reason to say no i will take that win i will take that win 100 percent. yeah should we say the things we say at the end now why don't you if you want to email us you can email us at movies to watch before you die at gmail.com if you want to send us a voice message you can send that at anchor.fm slash movies to watch if you want to find any of our great podcasting friends from the hall of pods network they are in the link tree below if you want to find any of our links that's also in the link tree below gab am i forgetting anything 
I don't think so. Thank you so much for listening. Come back next week. I think we have a guest next week. We do have a guest. And we're talking about Catch Me If You Can. Wow, Dylan, way to spoil it. So? Yeah, Catch Me If You Can. Great movie. Corey's never seen it. I'm excited to hear what he thinks in addition to what our guest Jordan from the Holopods Network, the Phantom Optimist, also thinks. They made it into a Broadway musical. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Really? Catch Me If You Can on Broadway. Yep. Yeah, Norbert Leo Butts starred in, in it. Who? Never mind. Is that like East, West, or South? <laughs> yeah. Um, Keen Machine will know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm glad someone will, because it's not me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. yeah, come back next week. Same time, same channel. Bye. Bye. What would you most like to say to your son? We don't want you. How can you say that? He's your son. He's not our son. Aren't you bothered by the prospect of never seeing your son again? Nah, that's okay. Isn't this a gut-wrenching, torturous, emotional experience? Not for me. He's not our son. We don't want you.